Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, this is Phil Haugen. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. Today we got a number of things to go over. We've had a lot lot going on this week. We had our monthly Zoom meeting last night with all of the trainers in our online training series, um, Foundation and Fundamentals and Foundation to Finish. Um, Had some great questions last night, some great comments from participating trainers, and we'll go over a few of them today, and then I've got some other things to talk about, just like always. So um, first thing I want to talk about is uh, last night, some of the questions that we went over in our Zoom meeting, um, which are, we always get a, a really good set of questions that come from that meeting, because those are things that you as trainers are working on and trying to work through. Um, there's always some stories of uh, frustration and challenge, and there's some. there were some stories of big wins that people had gotten through um, implementing the training program with them and their horse. And so uh, it was just a great night. It was usually it's about an hour meeting, and it was almost two hours, which for me, when I'm talking horses and I'm talking, because that obviously that's right in my wheelhouse, you know, the time flies for me. I, I didn't even realize we'd been, I thought maybe we'd been on the, on the call for about an hour and it was almost two hours. Um, so we may have kept some people up late last night. But uh, anyway, for those of you listening that were on our Zoom meeting last night, thanks. We appreciate really appreciate you participating and uh, enjoy answering your questions. You know, last night, one of the first questions that came up was about horses being reactive when you when you add speed. This is just a common reoccurring theme over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, it's funny. It's like, you know, it's like every time we we start to add speed, we're surprised when when the wheels kind of start coming off the wagon and you know it it goes back to the the same thing every time you know you're putting your horse in a position where the it's not familiar they're not used to it they're insecure they don't they lack confidence with speed and i always go back to this and and you know i know at times i sound like a stuck record but in horsemanship some of this you know, some of the things with horsemanship is never going to change unless the horse drastically changes. And I don't see that happening. The horse has been similar to the to how they are mentally for, you know, hundreds of thousands, you know, if not thousands of years. I don't know when the horse first showed up, so I'm not even going to pretend to throw out a number. Um, but, you know, and, and when I say mentally, they've been similar. I mean, the brain, the horse's brain is what you're training. You know, and that's the first thing we have to understand is that when we're working with a horse, what their body is showing us 
if their brain is understanding what we're asking or or if it's not and so the body is just doing what the brain tells it to do when you ask for speed always remember speed you know fleeing a horse is a flight animal when we ask for speed and basically we're asking for them to trigger that flight response that's what happens the flight response gets triggered you know i was uh I was roping on my best, uh, I was actually breakawaying some steers on my best head horse yesterday. And he's a, he's a really, really nice horse, really user friendly, just got a great disposition. He's, he's a buttermilk buckskin. I mean, he's just a, you know, he's just a beautiful animal. And, uh, and I was breakawaying some steers on him. And the reason I was is because with speed, he had been getting a little bit strong when I would rope and, and not strong to the point like running through my hand. But when, when I have him in position to where I can roll those steers around the corner for my healer to heal, he would get a little strong. Like he would, he would be wanting to roll, really roll. Well, like for me, in the ropings that I can rope, you don't handle a steer the same for uh, a lower to mid numbered healer than you do for a high numbered healer um, in relation to speed, okay? Or I don't. When you have a high numbered healer behind you, you can't hardly bend them fast enough and they're gonna have them wearing it. You know, that's there's so many guys out there that rope so good, you know, but the difference in a lower to mid numbered roper is usually the horse okay so you can't go at that same speed and, and have a different caliber of horse back there like for me um this summer my uh, son-in-law aaron macy rode him some and practiced on him some and like the guys aaron ropes with their high numbered guys and you know, when they go practice, I mean, it's it's good watching. I mean, things are snappy and fast. Well, for me, I just need them to dial it down a notch. And I hadn't got to rope very much in the last couple months because we have been wet and chilly. Now, this week has been beautiful, and I've been legging him up. And so I'm going to get to rope some this week. And, and then I've got some things coming up here where I'm going to do some videos for X-Factor team roping and and uh, I'm going to use him to do those videos. And so I've kind of been headed in the back of my mind that I need to start getting him ready. Well, even with him, like this horse is, is, is well-trained, nice horse. I mean, but even with him, with speed, you know, he starts to get a little strong, meaning he's right on the tick of, of hitting that flight mechanism, you know, right on the edge of it. And so yesterday when I breakawayed those steers and slowed him down and got him to soften and, and kind of melt a little bit. I don't want to stop him. I don't want him to be stopping like a calf horse, but I want him when I, when I drag that slack back, I want him moving out and forward, but, but relaxing and, and softening. And, you know, that's what I did with him yesterday. You know, similar situation to some of the things we talked about last night in our meeting, 
um, you have to understand, and it goes back to that simple concept that I always go back to. I mean, we've got to be able to control speed and direction, and we got to be able to have smooth transitions when we're doing those tasks. When we're performing those exercises, we need to have smooth transitions, okay? Because when you when you have smooth transitions, you're going to be efficient. And when you're efficient, you know, we're going to be faster. Smooth is always fast. So, you know, just like with Casino yesterday, <clears throat> when I was heading those steers, when I was breakaway and steers on him, I was just reminding him that, hey, when you feel the slack come out of the bridle reins, you need to get behind that bridle. You need to soften. You need to start getting ready to change speeds or direction or both and and do it in a smooth, efficient manner because you're never going to have anybody um, complain about a horse that you've trained or sold if they can control speed and direction and doing those two exercises, that horse does it in a smooth and efficient way. Well, this particular trainer that was had this question last night, there's, there's so many different facets of that when you're riding different horses. You, uh, my program and my philosophies are the same all day, every day. However, and this is where horsemanship comes in, the application is going to be a little bit different on each horse. It's just like right now, my two assistants, Tanner and Wyatt, they're, they're out there saddling horses and getting everything caught and getting everything ready. Those horses, a lot of them I'm going to ride a little bit differently. You know, and you've heard me talk about this before, but it, 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 it keeps, it keeps coming up and it keep it comes up about every one of our zoom meetings when it when we talk about speed to help that to help your horse get ready for speed you know one thing to think about in our minds a lot of times i know when we go to add speed we kind of build it up to this big event and then all of a sudden boom it's like a firecracker going off we're going to go fast well one thing i would do and I do more of this now than I used to. When I'm loping circles, when I'm just like simply loping circles, and I mean, you think about this from the horse's perspective. Okay, if I'm your horse, okay, and, and I'm pretty green fundamentally, meaning I don't have as many repetitions to have created a really, really strong foundation. And, and to be honest with you, no matter how many repetitions you've done to create your foundation, you need to continue to do repetitions to keep that foundation. But going back to if I was your horse and we were just going to lope circles and we started out and we did a lead departure um, because every time you go to lope a circle, you have the opportunity to to practice lead departures. So it's kind of silly not to not to practice. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to go into a lope anyway, you know, practice your lead departure, go into your lope, you know, keep your collection, have your collection, have your horse soft, put your hand down, 
let your horse be at a certain speed, and then with your hand down, go ahead and ask for more with your body, but leave your hand down. Don't don't micromanage your horse. Leave your hand down and 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 ask for a change in speed with your body. And it may just be a slight change in speed, but still it's a change in speed. Okay. Then you're directing your horse, meaning you're still going in your perfect circle. Well then quit riding with your body a little bit and let's see if that horse draws back. Okay. And if he doesn't draw back, then help him with your bridle reins. But give them the opportunity to change that speed to, to recognize what you're asking him to do with your body first. And then when that horse comes back, you know, if you have to help him with your bridle reins, that's fine. Help him a little bit, but as soon as they come back, release. Okay. Then do it again. Then continue to do that. And, and over time, that change in your body position, that change in your feel, that horse gains confidence with that because they recognize it, okay? Yesterday, I was actually working a horse that's out of uh, the best mare we've ever owned. It's the horse that Hannah still rope, breakaway ropes on. I mean, she's 17, and we've been riding her for 14 years, and... I don't know how many thousands of calves we've run on her, but it's a bunch. I mean, at one time, Wade and Hannah rode her at the rodeos, and they both practiced on her some. I mean, we broke it up to where it wasn't like we run 20 in a row on her or anything like that, but um, she was the best we had, and, and it's always been – I've always been in a position financially to where when we left the house, we rode our best gun. I mean, we rode the best horse we had. So, and she was as good as it gets. So anyway, uh, this filly that I was riding yesterday is uh, out of that mare. And then by Slick by Design, the horse that uh, Slick by Design went to the finals, I think three times with Michelle McLeod. And then I think Stevie Hillman rode him there one year. Um, great horse, just a, just a great horse, great producer. And anyway, this mare is, uh, like yesterday when I was working her, I talked about this in our meeting last night. You know, she was the last horse I worked yesterday. Um, you know, it had been a busy day. And uh, sometimes our personal horses get put on the back burner a little bit, depending on how busy I am with customer horses. And that's kind of been the case with her. She's got a great foundation. I just haven't progressed into the speed as much with her. Well, yesterday I was riding her in the riding area. Our riding area is probably, it's probably an acre or close. So it's a pretty big area. And I was doing that exercise loping circles where I put my hand down and, and I kept, I kept my softness in my collection, but I was squeezing her, asking her for more. I'm fixing to take her back to Hannah in a couple weeks and Hannah's going to start her on the barrels. And so I started her on, we've got a six barrel drill where we basically have two patterns set up back to back. So you can go one direction and work the pattern and then you come off the third barrel and you go back and go the other direction and work the pattern. But anyway, I, I have, I have a ton of different drills I use 
off of that. And I, and I do that drill with every horse, rope horses, barrel horses. I don't care what the discipline is because it's a drill that helps me control speed and direction and helps me to instill that in a horse. But yesterday with this mare, I went from the third barrel on one end, the south end to the third barrel on the north end, which is a good ways. It would be 300 feet at least. And I put my hand down and I asked her for it. Like I let her, I let her roll. And we were pretty good at first. And then when I really, when I stepped her to that next gear, boy, I could feel her just get lost, you know, and get, and get insecure because I had never put that horse at that speed. Well, 25 years ago, I would have probably had a different reaction to doing that when she got lost. But since I've learned, you know, over time to help them understand what I'm asking and to help them build confidence, I just, I just kind of quit riding and I let my hands drop and it took a stride or two, but she came right back to me and we, we, controlled our speed and we rated down and, and we just went in a big circle around that third barrel on the north end of that pattern. And, uh, you know, she just, I could just feel her relax. And, and it was almost like she said, oh, okay, that, that wasn't so bad. And, you know, I know that horse with someone on her back has never went at that speed. And I've learned this over time that helping your horse understand that speed that that's a daily thing we should work on even if it's as an exercise as simple as just speeding up your circles speeding up your you know increasing your speed in your circle and then just sitting and and letting your horse relax because who cares if it takes three or four strides for him to recognize it at first you're just going in a circle. I mean, they're not going anywhere. You know, give, be patient enough to let them figure it out. And if they do, you know, release any pressure you have and just let them stay at that speed. That's what builds confidence. You know, just like yesterday when I was riding, we call her baby Jane. When I was riding baby Jane, you know, it was funny. I did that when I was doing that exercise and, and, uh, loping my circles, you know, before long, even when I started to, I, when I was speeding her up, she was actually anticipating me letting her rate. And so she started to rate just as I was starting to think about slowing my riding down. And that right there tells me that you know, this horse is going to get it. And she, yesterday, she was, she was phenomenal. She was, she was operating and, you know, I, she was the last horse I rode of the day when I stepped off her. I was like, heck yeah, I'm a trainer. <laughs> you know, one of them days where you feel like, you know, maybe, maybe I do know what's going on, but I thought about it later and I thought about it a lot after our meeting last night. You know, all I did yesterday was help her understand what I was wanting. All I did 
was give her a, a, a split second or two to find the answer or to let her brain find the answer so she, her brain can send her body the message. You know, it's uh, it's funny. I kind of, when I was working that, working that Philly and, uh, you know, I just kind of, especially when I, when I really breezed her, because like I said, she's never been run that hard. And, uh, even I've, I've tracked some calves on her, but even when I track calves on them, it's in a real controlled environment and it's not at, you know, it's not at 30 miles an hour. And, uh, well, it felt good when I breezed her because, boy, you could feel you could feel the jets kicking in, and uh, we were rolling. And I'm sure I looked like a if somebody drove by because my place is there's a there's a paved road right on the east side of my place, and my place sits right, you know, kind of along the road there. I mean, if somebody was driving by and seen me, I'm sure they thought I was a, having a complete runaway, but. Um, you know, it felt really, really good to feel that those jets underneath me and feel the potential that that mare has. Like I said, that's the first time I'd really asked for that from her. And I know Hannah, Hannah's rode her just a handful of times, but she's going to love her. But you know, it was so encouraging because I felt that potential and I thought, boy, this is, uh, this is, this is going to be good. Uh, I sent Hannah picture of her and text her after I got done and said, you know, and then, and I just said, this is the future. And, you know, when you say that and you look at a horse like that and you can look at every one of you listening probably has a horse that you can say the same thing about. But then I had to tell myself, you know, when you say that all of a sudden it's up to me. I, f I felt the potential. I, fe I felt the potential. And I know she she can she can get on her hindquarters. She can step around. She's got a big stop. She can really run. Okay. Those are all the ingredients that I need. Now, now I just got to develop it and help Hannah develop it. Because, you know it's it's not up to the horse it's not the horse's responsibility to do that it's mine and so even though i had kind of an aha moment and i was so excited about how that felt yesterday because it was it was unfamiliar territory for me and and her it was unfamiliar sorry about the alarm i've got a coaching call coming up here in a little bit so <laughs> The only the only way I can remember everything through the day is if I set alarms. So randomly through the day, my alarm's going off. Um, but anyway, that's just uh, yeah. This is a reality show. This is real stuff. Um, but anyway, I was thinking about that later last night. You know, the responsibility to develop that potential is up to us, and. That's, that's not the horse's responsibility. The horse, like yesterday, she did everything that I gave her the opportunity to find the answer to. And I got off thinking, man, that's all you can ask of one. That It's just like a coach with a player that shows up and, I mean, just gives it his guts 
for the whole practice and, and gives that 100% effort, like I talked about in an earlier podcast. You can't give 80% today and then make it up tomorrow. That's not the way it works. If you only give 80% today, you lose that 20% forever. You never make it up. Well, that, that Philly yesterday gave me 100% for the whole training session. And, you know, when I was done, I was just like, man, I just, I don't know. Uh, I hope she knows. I hope she knows that. And I hope I was good with my releases. And I was, I hope I was good with my field timing and balance. Because when a horse, when a horse gives you that kind of effort, and a horse tries that hard. It's it's just like somebody, you know, showing up for football or basketball practice or whatever sport, and and that player just you know gives gives their coach their guts. I mean, they just they leave it all out there, and I, I and I just admire that so much in people that are that way, uh, and people that I know I can count on to do that. I mean, to just do it, just get get it done whatever it takes and you know when a horse does that and they try that hard and physically they're so gifted um gosh I just wish there was a another way I could tell them how much I appreciate that you know because it's just like from our standpoint sometimes perfection's just expected right we just expect it to be perfect and if if it's anything short of perfect we're disappointed well Think about it from their perspective. I mean, there ain't a whole lot in it for them. I mean, you know, they get, you know, they get well taken care of here. They got good feed, good water, good place to be, good place to stay. You know, but at the same time, you know, they're still kind of in prison, you know. So, you know, it's just a lot of things, uh, you know, some of the, some of the topics that we, went over at our meeting last night, just kind of stimulated some other thoughts in my mind. And I just, I just kind of wanted to share those with you today. And uh, so, you know, think about that. Think about those things. The next time you go work your horse, Um, think about, you know, your field timing and balance. Think about your preparation. Am I, am I preparing this horse for success? And I, am I putting this horse in the best position to be successful when we take this next step. It's something I have to remind myself of daily. I have to do it daily. So anyway, got to wrap it up for this week, but thanks for joining us. We appreciate all our listeners. We went over the 125,000 mark this last week. Um, For those of you that are coming to the Colt Starting Clinic, be going over your foundation and fundamentals online course so we're ready to rock and roll through that Uh, you're going to love it Um, it's the foundation of the foundation so looking forward to it y'all have a great week of training god bless thanks again for listening and each and every day strive to be your best hey everybody today's episode of be your best horsemanship is brought to you by our awesome sponsors, Classic Equine, Martin Saddlery, Cinch, Perina, Healthy Coat, Star Bar, Clarify, and Better Horses TV. These brands have been a part of our program 
for many years and their products continue to play a very important role in the success of our performance horse training program. To support these brands, please head over to philhaugenhorsemanship.com and click on our sponsors tab.